You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show, a safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? Oh, it's going. The snow's here in the northwest, north beyond the wall. It's funny, everyone's like, oh, it's football weather. It's like, dude, the snow fucking sucks. Who the fuck likes the snow? Yeah, who and who wants to play football in the snow? Like, Dude, let's, we played, let's go hit each other in the snow. Fuck that. I didn't even like playing football in the rain. I, I, I tore my meniscus in a rain game during high school because it was fucking slippery and a guy fell into my leg. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't an ACL, but goddamn, like, fuck the rain. Fuck wet weather. Rain like can be fun time. for, like, flag football or touch football when it's, like, warm rain. But, like, when you have the potential for injury, like... Rain sucks and snow sucks just because it's fucking cold and it to get hit hard when it's cold it just hurts more. Yeah, and then you have football games like tonight where the Patriots are going to win and Mac Jones threw the ball three times through three quarters. He attempted one pass, and it's crazy because Buffalo had they couldn't stop him. Like, and I know I know New England has a great O line, and that's fine, but they're running. You know they're running. I don't. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Uh-uh. I know you're mad, Rome. I feel your body, your spirit leaving your body, because <laughs> you missed out on the playoffs in our home league. I Not mean, yet. I have a chance. I just have to win, and I, I'll, I have to win. And Cook is hurt, and Thielen's hurt. Are you gonna and w- apparently Harris is? Are hurt you gonna win this game? No. <laughs> no. This this one that we're in tonight? Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. Let's go to like sixty points. <laughs> I, think, I think you needed like <laughs> ninety five points. The worst. Yeah, I needed I needed Harris and Henry to score like a hundred and ten for me to win. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Well, at least Harris had a good game until his hamstring exploded. He did have a good game until his hamstring fucking popped, and now who knows what's gonna happen? It popped a second time. He he came back into the game. Did you see it happen? Nah, I, wasn't uh, I, I saw it happen. The second injury, I missed the first one, but the second one, if he didn't hurt his hamstring on that play, he probably could have broken it for a touch, another long touchdown. But immediately started grabbing at the back of his leg and just ran to the sideline. Yeah, and this sucks because the person who has Stevenson in our league already has a good team. So I guess it doesn't suck for him, but it sucks for everybody else. It's just how the fantasy, the fantasy cookie crumbles, I guess. It's the way it works, man. Yep. You know, I'm glad we're not a video show right now because my face is really fucking puffy and fat. I don't like it. It bothers me. I, I don't have a beautiful beard like you guys to hide it. Get on it, bro. <laughs> but All right, well, let's uh, for tonight's show, we got the news and noise from around the league, and we're going to talk about our pinks and stinks of week 13, and we're going to finish it off with some waiver wire pickups for you guys. First off... Tennessee Titans have moved wide receiver Julio Jones, designated to return from the IR. I don't think I would be in a hurry to pick him up. 
but that's a thing. Tyrod Taylor is believed to have suffered possible torn ligaments in his left wrist. So that means it could be the Davis Mills show. They're going to do some further testing. And uh, just gross. Maybe just maybe just forfeit the rest <laughs> of their games. They suck enough. Should have traded away Brandon Cooks when you had the chance. Uh. Uh, Matt Nagy reiterates that it's a pain tolerance issue for Justin Fields. And they're still working on the left-hand injury to Andy Dalton. So Chicago's a total fucking shit show right now. Uh, Daniel Jones is likely out against the Chargers. Mike Glennon is in the concussion protocol. And that means Jake Fromm could be the starting quarterback for the Giants. I didn't even know who, I didn't even know who that was. I had to look up who that was. He sounded familiar. I think I Georgia. Yeah, there you go. Georgia boy. Matt Rule says he doesn't want to reveal too much about their game plan against ATL, but does anticipate starting Cam Newton out of the bye and says that PJ Walker could be in the air right now. He they don't have a game plan. That's that's no, why he doesn't want to reveal. Where's they, he going? They can't reveal what they don't have. <laughs> Joe Burrow hurt his right pinky finger on his throwing hand. Taysom Hill hurt a th- think his middle finger on his throwing. What dude, Russell Wilson, what's quarterbacks getting like finger injuries this year? Strange, strange, strange. Tight end Logan Thomas. MRI came back better than they had hoped for, but there is damage to the knee, but they're believing it's not a torn ACL. So I guess that's good news, but I'm still leaning on the fact that he's probably out for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, I don't know. Absolutely. Even if he's not going to the IR for the rest of the year, in terms of fantasy, he's probably droppable. I mean, throw him in your IR spot if you have it, I guess, but he's probably... And then even if he comes back, I don't know how healthy he's going to be. But it's disappointing. Very talented tight end. Why don't you like him? Just shrugs. I don't have an answer. (laughs) Just Just Running back Melvin Gordon is expected to be back. Uh, this week, although man, Javante Williams looked great last night. So, don't hurry back, Melvin. Although I guess that also means that Melvin could leave and no one would care because Javante's going to be just fine. He could be next year's uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Tight end Darren Waller is day to day as opposed to week to week with that knee injury. So I guess keep an eye on that. That that'd be huge because Foster Moreau didn't do shit. Saints wide receiver Deontay Harris has been has been suspended for the next three weeks. I don't know why. I just I didn't read why. It just all I know is he's suspended for three weeks. He was drunk driving like a fucking moron. No, it happened <laughs> in the off season. It happened in the off season, but it had, they had to wait for his case to go through and all that shit. Fair enough. Uh, Keenan Allen tested positive for the COVID herpes, but he is vaccinated, so he could play on Sunday. But that's very devastating for me, my beloved Chargers. I don't like that. Oh, Packers backup quarterback Jordan Love tested positive for the COVID herpes, but you don't have to you don't have to worry about Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't like him and it's probably never in the same room as him. God, I hope so. Do you though? Because is Aaron Rodgers? It, he had that whole immunized but not vaccinated saga a few weeks ago, and if he does have close contact, then that's a different protocol if you're not vaccinated. They they never stated why, but they oh, said that uh, you you don't have to worry about Aaron Rodgers' status because and they'll I'm just pretty fucking sure lie because, about it anyways. 
Well, that, but I also think it's because he doesn't go near <laughs> Jordan Love. He's probably like, dude, fuck this guy. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised, but like, uh, coming with my coaching background, they have to be around each other. Like, I, I'm perplexed. But what else, you know what? Good. If if he's good to go, then I'm good to go. Because he's about the only chance I have to win next week. Go, Rodgers. Hey, taking on Chicago, man, he could have a great game. He owns the Bears. He said it in Bear Stadium. He said, I fucking own you when he ran it in for a touchdown. So he knows. Looking all That's John not saying Blake. much, though, seriously. Although Aaron Rodgers, he looks all skinny with the long hair and stuff. He looks like Aaron Rodgers from the Wish app, and it makes me sad. Starting to get a little bit, a little bit tweaker vibes from him. Yeah, I was gonna say crackhead vibes for sure. It's probably because he's ready for the for he's sure. ready for that move to Denver because they legalized all the drugs. It's that <laughs> fucking fit in. greasy ass hair that he has. It's like I don't care if your hair is long, but like wash it or something. Could put some conditioner yeah, up in there. He looks like he smells like sweaty garbage. <laughs> uh, running back Jeff Wilson had his knee flare up on him in Sunday's game. Kyle Shanahan said that uh, it bothers him for a couple of days. So I guess keep an eye on that. Oh, he didn't do shit. Elijah Mitchell's his show. He's also, uh, Kyle Shan is also optimistic that Debo Samuel will be back this week. But it's still too early to tell. Although Elijah Mitchell starts the week in concussion protocol. So uh, that could be interesting. That's all I have for news. Oh, Kenyon Drake broke his ankle. Kenyon Drake broke and his ankle. Did you talk about Corey Davis already? Not that that many people are playing him, but someone might. Nah, what happened to Corey Davis? Uh, he has had core muscle surgery and is out for the season. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Jesus. The Jets are, you, you know, the New York Jets, man, how long are they going to be a joke? <laughs> I think forever. Yeah. Forever. I'm sticking to that. I I, I, uh, I believe it. So that's it for news then. I, uh, I don't have anything else. Unless you guys, no, Corey Dave, I, I don't think anyone's, you, other than the, like Michael Carter and Elijah Moore, there's like no one on the Jets you're interested in. So, cool. All right, well, let's uh, dive right into Pinks of the Week. Rome, do you want to go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, I'll fucking kick us off here with a little bit of those uh, good vibes. Bunch of players I did not have, but that doesn't stop me from sharing it with you guys. Uh, first and foremost, let's go ahead and kick it with the guy who seems to be here, puts up numbers like this every fucking week, and that's Cooper Cup. Did it again. If you're in a full-point PPR, what a day. Eight receptions on ten targets, 129 yards, and fucking one tubby. This guy... It's hard to put it into words exactly how fucking consistent he's been. He, I almost, And I did think that losing Odell Beckham... Not, excuse me. Losing Robert Woods would hurt him a little more because the coverage would really focus in on him. That does not seem to be the case. This man just gets fucking open. I love me some Cooper Cup. OBJ had a good game, too. Yeah, he did. All right, Fish, who did you love this week? All right, I'll tell you who I love this week. 
good old Justin Jefferson caught 11 receptions on 14 targets, um, 181 yards, and a touchdown. And he got what, four yards on a rush, too. So it's an extra half point there. Um, I don't see it slowing down. He is currently right where you want him to be for where you drafted him. He's the wide receiver three over the overall. I got him in the third round of our home league, so that's also extra exciting for me. But with Thielen going down, I just see his production going up even more. Yeah, dude. JJ's a stud. Like, I love it. it, it you know, it's still so funny to me because Jalen Rager was drafted one pick before him. You know, with the way Philadelphia is playing with Devonta Smith, if they had Devonta Smith and Justin Jefferson on that, like, man, that's actually a really scary offense. But uh, I, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, my first pink of the week, George Kittle. Man, ever since he came back from injury, this guy's been absolute money. Um, nine catches for one hundred and eighty-one yards, two touchdowns. I mean, just absolutely destroying it. Now, unfortunately, they they lost, but just, I mean, if you look at his stat line, he's had four out of his five games, he's been absolutely outstanding since he came back from injury. He's also scored in those four games. Uh, he, he didn't have a great game last week against Minnesota, but, I mean, man, George Kittle, God bless you, man. Love it. Yeah, I agree. That's What's great about Kittle, too, yeah. is the touchdowns, right? Like, he's historically been the guy to get – the receptions in the yards, and that's why you like them for fantasy. With him in the end zone, even better. Yes, yeah, so you're getting the receptions, the yards, and now you're getting touchdowns on top of it. Like, so in 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 the last five weeks, he's had five touchdowns. I mean, it's just good for you, George Kittle. So, Rome, who else got that dick hard? <laughs> this guy's gotten my dick hard for a long, long time. Put together a nice fucking game this week. It really. It'll have to do with your goddamn uh, pink as well here. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the guy that got him the ball, Tom Brady. This guy had a fucking game, man. 38, th- he was 38 of 51 for 368 yards, four touchdown, and one pick. I mean, I, he had, I think, negative rushing yards, but that's to be expected when you're 40 fucking plus running around out there still showing everybody what the fuck you got. This guy's a stud, man. And they're doing, like, imagine how good they're going to be when they get A.B. back, if he ever comes back from this fucking horseshit suspension they got him on. Like, Tom Brady, every week, can do this shit. Yeah. Every week. Tampa Bay, goddamn, man. I, they, you know what? Like, I, can I change my answer from Rams winning the Super Bowl back to Tampa Bay? <laughs> I mean, shit. They're probably not going to lose another game in the regular season. I don't, I don't the, think their they biggest win. challenge is Buffalo next week, but even then, Buffalo hasn't looked too sharp. Buffalo just lost to New England tonight. Then they got the Saints, Carolina, and Jets, Carolina. Like they're 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 winning out this season, unless maybe they decide to bench a couple starters. They're like, eh, fuck it. Saints will beat them again. Yeah, it could happen. You know, with with four fingered Hill or Trevor Seaman. <laughs> but all right, yeah, they fish. Won't. Who kept you rolling this weekend? All right, my next guy here. This guy's sneakily. I didn't think he was going to be this high, but in standard scoring, he's the number nine receiver, and it's and PPR is the number seven. Deontay Johnson. He went. 
Eight receptions on 11 targets, 105 yards, two touchdowns. That's against a Baltimore defense who's usually pretty good. Um, anytime you get two touchdowns out of a player, you can't be disappointed in that. And like I said, he's he's sneakily up there in the top 10 receivers on the season. I kind of expected him to be lower than that. Yeah. No, what's funny, I drafted Deontay Johnson in, in quite a few leagues, and I wasn't happy about it. And every time I – I was like, God, I didn't want DJ here, but it's just – he was the best available at the time. Especially, I was getting him in like the fourth or plus rounds late. Like I was, I was getting him late, but I mean, it's just he, he's been single-handedly keeping my team afloat, and I really appreciate that from him. Uh, my next pink of the week. I mean, you might as well just say the entire Tampa Bay offense, but I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. 15 catches for 143 yards on 17 targets. But I mean, as what's funny is as I'm scrolling through Tampa Bay stat line, Mike Evans had a game seven for ninety nine, Gronk four for fifty eight and two touchdowns. I mean, it also helps that Brady threw for four and three sixty eight. So, but Tampa Bay was just absolutely just dominating. And you know, I, I was gonna say uh, bonus pink, just Jonathan Taylor, man, thirty two carries, hundred forty three yards and two touchdowns. This guy, I mean, despite Chris, even a healthy Christian McCaffrey. JT could argue the 101 next year, even if McCaffrey didn't get hurt this year. I mean, this guy. Fuck yeah. And I'm so sad that I have zero shares of him. And it really hurts my heart just so much. Dude, his playoff schedule is pretty damn good, too. First week of the playoffs, he plays New England, which is kind of rough, but he he could do it against any team pretty much. But then Arizona, Las Vegas, and Jacksonville. Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty juicy. Oh, then you know what? Like another bonus pink. Sorry for hogging it, but I'm just so ball thirsty. Kyler Murray, man, welcome back. I mean, granted, not a lot of passing. 11 for 11 uh, completions for 123 yards and two and two touchdowns, but 10 for 59 and two touchdowns. So anytime someone has four touchdowns in a week, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. I like that. And uh, the the fact that this guy, you know, he's he's missed the last three weeks and had the bye. You know, to just come back and have a nice, strong performance like that. You know, it's, it's, some, you know, James Conner had enough. James Conner, man, what the fuck? <laughs> Talk about resurgence. Jesus. Man. But no, it was, it was good to see. Good to see. So, do you guys have any other bonus pinks or did I hog them all up? Nah, you, you're good. It, it should be, I, I'm going to have a bunch of bonus fucking stinks. <laughs> Let's do this. Right, yeah. <laughs> bring bring that boner down, Rome. Who 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 was bad this we week? Go. Let's fucking kill this boner here. I was gonna do one guy because I was so pissed off, but then I figured, you know what? They all need to share in this shit show. So here we go. Let me just give you the rundown of yours fucking tr- mine my fucking team this week. Yours truly. Let me give you the rundown here on all this hot garbage. Okay, uh, Carson wins. 158 yards, a touchdown, and eight rushing yards in a 31-0 to win over Houston. Got you 13 points. That ain't that fucking great. It ain't it ain't bad, but it ain't great. Thielen, I'm, I hesitate because he made his one catch and sprained his ankle, but still, 0.5 points, half-point PPR. Ouch. Terry McLaurin. A guy that I rely on very heavily, as most people do. Three receptions for 22 yards. 3.7 points. Brandon Ayuk, a game 
where the 49ers are fucking Debo-less. I'm expecting huge things. They say, no, 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 no. Fuck you, Brandon Ayuk. Three receptions for 55 yards. James Robinson. Let's go ahead and let's let's bring this shit show to light here. Hold on to the rock, kid. For fuck's sake, Urban Meyer throws you out of the game for a fucking half every single time you fumble the rock. And you have done it, I think, three straight games. Now, he's made up for it in a couple of other ones. Not this one. 24 rushing yards, 11 receiving yards, two goddamn points. I'm going to pass over the one guy that did well here, Damian Harris. Nice job. Terrible about the hamstring. Hopefully he'll be okay. Hunter Henry, zero points. It's hard to make catches when your fucking quarterback throws it three times all game. T.Y. Hilton, expecting huge things from against Houston. He owns Houston. Oh, not anymore, he doesn't. Two receptions, 22 fucking yards, 3.2 points. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say this is a stink. Matt Prater, good, good. Three PATs, 58 field goal yards, eight points. Good work. Same with you, Tampa Bay defense. 14 points allowed uh, between 7 and 13. Had five sacks. Man, they got after the quarterback. And one fumble recovery. All in all, right there, that just that whole list is a shit show stink. That's hot, hot garbage. Yeah, well, it didn't help that uh, you you were on the verge of making the fantasy playoffs, and then to take it right in the chin like that never feels good. No, it fucking is miserable. Fish, who killed your fantasy boner this week? I thought you killed my boner. This guy's. I think he's been a boner killer for me. Before, Pat Mahomes, he, let's see here, where's my page? He completed 15 of 29 passes. That's just barely a smidgen above 50% of his passes. 184 yards, no touchdowns. He did sneak into the end zone for a touchdown, so he kind of salvaged himself there. But in grand total, he got you 12.5 points, which from Pat Mahomes is not... Not good enough for where you got him at. I've been saying this forever. I think the Chiefs have been slowly getting exposed by solid teams, at least, you know. And, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs because their division is garbage, but they nobody's scared of the Chiefs right now. They almost lost, well, they didn't almost lose, but they barely beat Denver. And, and Denver's bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean... It's just shitty for a player that you drafted probably in the first two or three rounds. Yeah, absolutely. Because the problem with the problem with having a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes is you can't bench him. You have to. You like how do you how do you bench Patrick Mahomes? You know, like there, there's no streaming option out there that tickles your dick more than Patrick Mahomes does. But then when he goes out there and totally flops, like it just it's brutal. It, it's it's like a gift and a curse to have. You know, your Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jacksons, and things like that. So, speaking of Lamar Jackson, so for my first stink of the week was going to be Zeke because, you know, Tony Pollard absolutely looks so much better than Zeke. And it's, you know, and I, and I hate to say it, but, you know, Zeke clearly isn't 100%, and Pollard just looks better. But, you know, 13 carries, 45 yards, two catches for two yards. I mean, just fucking 
to get sub six points from your first round pick, just that that sucks. But my thing, my my real stink of the week is going to just be Baltimore in total. You let a fifty five year old Ben Roethlisberger beat you. It, I mean, in a low scoring, just absolutely disgusting game. And I'm also mad because it fucked my parlay up. I hit everything. Goddamn Baltimore couldn't cover the goddamn spread. And that hurt. That hurt me so bad. But Lamar Jackson, he looked so bad. So bad yesterday. And, and you know, you, you, you march the team down. You, you score that touchdown late, um, which is awesome. You know, you take the lead. Everybody's happy. And then, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, you're, you're down by one. Everybody's happy because you got the, the, the touchdown at the end there. And then you, so you're on the two-yard line for the two-point conversion going for the win. Now I'm excited because I'm like, fuck yeah. Baltimore, get me that money. And I was so excited. And you can't make a goddamn three-yard pass to Mark Andrews to pick up the two-point conversion in, like, the worst pass I have ever seen. Like, Keenan Allen's two-point conversion touchdown pass to Josh or Justin Herbert was much better. And he's a wide receiver. You're a goddamn quarterback. And, and this is my thing that I've been saying about Lamar Jackson all this preseason was it's games like this that make me – I don't want Lamar Jackson in fantasy. It's just he's so – like when he's hot, he's absolutely hot. But then, you know, 253 yards in the touchdown through a pick, 8 for 55, and he fumbled. He just looked bad because when he's bad, God, it tanks your team, especially because you're taking Lamar Jackson in that third, fourth round area where you could get – you know, you just said, Fish, early, you got Justin Jefferson in the third round, you know, but you took but, – but in some leagues people took Lamar Jackson – and then that sucks because that you know it just it fucks it up for everyone else in fantasy. Like you know, no one played goddamn Sammy Watkins, so his four for thirty nine. T- no one fucking cares. But Holly Brown five for fifty five. Rashad Bateman only one target for zero catches. Mark Andrews four for fifty. I mean, it's just you fuck up everybody else, and and that sucks. That that just sucks. And I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm not a I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan, and it's. I mean, I've been very vocal about that, but it's just it. Last yesterday's afternoon game really solidified that for me. Yeah, I feel you. I, I fucking feel you. You know, I gotta go ahead and touch on this real quick because I just saw it and it's pissing me off. <laughs> uh, you guys, let me know if you saw this on. Uh, I believe it was Saturday. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, when he was running, he got he took the ball up the sidelines, pretended to slide. Oh, yeah, the, the, the college kid. You want to talk about a stink. You want to talk about a real piece of shit. That's a real piece of shit. And I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. From a guy who absolutely loves defense and contact, I hope he gets fucking obliterated at some point. Like, he's going to try to slide, and he's going to get Joe Flacco'd by Kiko Alonso all those years ago. I want to see that happen to him after that horse shit. Aren't you not allowed to do that? Uh, I thought I thought you weren't allowed to at all, but nobody threw a flag, and all of ESPN is praising him as he's done something amazing. And it's like this guy's a fucking dick. no, because you can't hit him if he's sliding, or you're gonna get right. 15 yards. Yeah, that's a fucking that's a fucking bush league move. It's a dick move. It's yeah. a dick move. And yeah. think about it too. If people are like, it should be against the rules if it's not, because if they want to talk about player safety and all that shit, like. That's just giving a defender a fucking a reason, a good reason to fucking put a shoulder in your fucking helmet. 
You know, like I don't know if he's going to go down. So I'm like, I'm going to not let him score a touchdown, take 15 yards. Fuck it. Exactly. And, but the problem and, and the problem lies in this is that if they do that, they'll get lit up for targeting and get kicked out of the game. So it's one of those things where it's like it just fucking puts a damper on everything. You want to talk about cleaning up the league or the, or the NCAA, that's fine. Well, then flag the kid when he tries to do some bullshit like this. Don't reward him with a touchdown and then praise him all over social media like a bunch of fucking cunts. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, that's a fucking shitty move. That could easily, they could have just called like unsportsmanlike conduct, you know, yeah, and then call the playback. And yeah, no, when I saw that, um, and you hear all the guys like on ESPN, like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. And I'm like, no, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. Cause like you guys said, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Cause if, if that's the yeah, case, should I do be. that every play? <laughs> it's yeah. funny. Um, when, when you were talking about Patrick Mahomes, I saw this stat earlier. So Patrick Mahomes has thrown 12 interceptions this season, which matches his career high. And there's still five weeks of football to go. Although five of those interceptions have come from drop passes, which is the most for any quarterbacks. And three of those came from Tyreek Hill. To be fair, though, like this week, it was a bad ball. Like you're oh, gonna, no, he, it, it hit Hill's hand. Yeah. And you could say it's a drop, but like that was a bad pass. And Hill got barely a hand on it. Like, granted that Hill's a receiver that can make that catch. That was a bad pass, and it got intercepted. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on it. It's just Patrick Mahomes. He he looks bad this year too. Like, and then it's funny because then he'll have that game. Was it like three, four weeks ago where he threw for five hundred yards and like four touchdowns? Yeah. So like, it, it's it, it's Patrick Mahomes is just as likely to do that, or what he did on uh, yesterday, where he throws for fucking three yards and. You know, nothing. I think that's the thing. with this. It's the NFL, right? They're going to be able to figure out what you do and what you do well, and they're going to adjust to it. And that's what makes quarterback like Tom Brady so great is it doesn't matter if you know he can expose the one weakness. The Chiefs don't really have the ability to expose a weakness if you could figure out how to stop Kelsey and Hill because they ain't got nothing else. And if you could put yeah. pressure on Mahomes, and same with Brady. If you could put pressure on Brady, he doesn't play as well, but – and you're starting to see that with, with Mahomes here, I think. Well, it stinks because Kansas City, their O-line isn't that good this year, and they can't establish the run. So that And plus, like for some reason, Andy Reid, you know, he, he always gets a lot of praise. He's like a fi- – he's fine. I, I don't think he's that great of a coach, but – Yeah, I think like, – like, when we say this, the Chiefs are still good, and Patrick Holmes is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. They're just seeing a regression because teams are starting to adjust. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Well, and you're seeing a regression because the stats that he's put up have been so fucking un- unworldly. There's, of course, there's going to be a regression. Look at same thing with Lamar Jackson. Guy sets the pedestal so high, he's got nowhere to go but down. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Yeah, but like, yeah, but kind of like what you guys are saying though. It's like. And, and, and even kind of like what I was saying about Baltimore with Lamar Jackson fucks it everything up. Like Patrick Mahomes plays like shit. Travis Kelsey yesterday played like shit. Tyreek Hill, his fantasy points are shit. It just, it it's the trickle down effect. You know, it's it's not Javante Williams where Teddy Bridgewater is a meh quarterback, but he rushes for you know he gets a hundred like twenty scrimmage yards in the touchdown. So it's it, it's I don't know. 
All right. Well, with that being said, we got some bye weeks coming Wait, up. I got oh. one more bonus for you here. Yeah, let's you're get it. To, you're trying to skip oh, it. And I do want to touch on it because there's something here that I want to talk to you guys about here. But Jamar Chase, he was five out of eight targets for 52 yards and no touchdowns, which isn't terrible. But we're seeing this downward trend for him for about the past five weeks where his targets are slowly not going down necessarily, but like they aren't always as high as uh, – well, I guess they – their target targets are actually kind of the same as they've been, but the production's been going down, and we're not seeing as many reliable touchdowns, which I guess is never reliable. But what I wanted to touch on is his rest of his season schedule is San Francisco, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cleveland. And all those defenses are going to be pretty tough for him. So do you still think he's – and the way Higgins has been playing lately, do you think that you're concerned about Chase at all going into the playoffs? Yeah. Higgins is playing better. Burrow's hurt. Joe Mixon's been balling out. So, I mean, the whole Cincinnati dynamic has changed. And plus, like Jamar Chase, although he almost had a touchdown against the Chargers, but he bobbled one, which ended up becoming an interception. But, uh, I mean, he still has the ability to get behind a defender and score. But at the same time, you now know how to stop. I mean, not how to, you don't, I mean, it just, it hasn't been there. In weeks, so right. I'm just worried too about the matchups. Like these are all pretty much all defenses that could easily shut them down. Especially week 17, if you make it that far in the playoffs, they play Kansas City. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but Kansas City has been like a top three defense the past like six weeks. Like they've just yeah. gotten yeah. really solidified ever since they got what Melvin Ingram. I don't think Melvin Ingram was necessarily the the reason it changed. I think they've just steadily improved, but. It's just I don't know, kind of a bummer a bummer time to have a a slump because it's going to be a lot harder to bounce back. It seems like. Well, just you know Jamar Chase and Mike Williams who looked and, and Hollywood Brown like those wide receivers that were, you know, late ish round flyers that you thought were total league winners are now <laughs> revert back to the mean, and it's like oh well, that sucks. Right. Like that it was fun while it lasted, I guess. But yeah, I guess he's kind of the, the same. Day. Right, he's just like Mike Williams. It's almost the same thing. Yeah. I mean, he's he he's essentially the Mike Williams type guy. I mean, Mike Williams doesn't get behind the defender. He's the you know back shoulder fade, six foot four, big bodied guy. But uh, but yeah, it's just it sucks because they're they're so boom and bust. They're they're like young Deshaun Jackson, where he could get you a seventy five yard touchdown or he'll get six yards. Cool. Right Any other? No, that was it. All right, well, for the bye weeks this week, we got New England, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Miami. Um, waiver wire is very thin. Very thin. It's, it's. I don't know, Callista Flockhart from Allie McBeal. Does anybody remember? Is that, that, that too old of a reference? <laughs> but, I mean. <laughs> I like it. I can dig it. A <laughs> couple players that we, uh, we want to bring to your attention Although, I mean, I don't know if he's going to play, but Ricky Seal-Jones tied in for the Washington football team. Uh, Logan Thomas more than likely going to miss the rest of the year or at least an extended period of time. He's 95% available in Yahoo leagues. Um, The tight end position is very much used in that Washington offense. Uh, 
you know, Logan Thomas just had a touchdown on Sunday. So it's, it's, it's worth looking for. So, I mean, if Ricky Seals Jones, I think he was out for, what did he hurt? He hurt something, but I mean, if assuming he's coming back, I would probably want to pick him up just because, you know, I want to get pieces of that. So. Yeah, I'd agree. He filled in pretty well when Thomas was out. Thomas is going to be out. If you're the Thomas owner, he might be your best option. Yeah. Unless you want to stream the rest of the season. Like, this is somebody you could probably plug and play the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, th- this one might be kind of gross. I'm not a big fan of this one either, but Peyton Barber, he's 100% available in Yahoo Leagues, so no one rosters this man. But with Kenyon Drake breaking his ankle... And we all know that Josh Jacobs can't stay healthy. It, he might be worth just throwing on your bench and just hoping that. I mean, obviously you don't wish injury on anybody, but if Josh Jacobs does go down, now you at least have a starting running back in the National Football League. So, uh, Rome, you want to go ahead and take the next one? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead and look up Russell Gage. I think that anybody in this Atlanta offense, uh, he looked good last week. Russell Gage looked like he was kind of the focal point of that offense, which was kind of weird to see. But uh, he's only owned in 65%, or he's, excuse me, he's available in 65% of Yahoo leagues. And he'd definitely be a guy I would be interested in moving forward. I mean, at this point... I think you want to talk about a fall off. What happened to Pitts? True. Pitts was supposed to be kind of that the man, and he just is not right now. And Russell Gage is stepping in and getting the job done. I mean, obviously Cordell Patterson is still going to be the focal point of the offense, but Russell Gage needs to be that nice counterpart. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty gross. What ha- I mean, he's supposed to be that generational talent, and you're kind of like. You know, Atlanta, I yeah. hope this doesn't kick you in the dick because you could have gotten literally anybody you wanted. You were the fourth overall pick. You could have gotten a number of those wide receivers that were out there, offensive linemen, defensive players. But you opted for Kyle Pitts, and uh, it's not quite working. Out. You know, Rome, while, you, while we got you on the hot mic, what about them two running backs in uh, San Francisco because that's your team? And with Mitchell and the concussion protocol, it might be worth looking at a couple of those guys. Yeah. um, Wilson would probably be the one I would be interested in more so than Hasty. I I don't know if I am the right person to ask on this one, just simply because I'm pretty hot at the 49ers right now. Uh, I think that this was a team that was trending in the right direction and they can pound sand when they really want to. Now, if Mitchell is healthy, good God almighty, that guy's been a stud and hopefully will be for years to come. Hasty is sort of a gadgety guy to me, and Wilson does he does a lot more in the offense. He's 75% available in Yahoo leagues. He's 100% a guy you should go look into if you can get him, if he's not picked up yet. I would go Wilson, and I kind of fade Hasty. All right, fair enough. Uh, Fish, couple defenses out there that might be interesting this week. Yeah, I'll go over the defenses. I just want to touch on that one thing. Last thing, real quick, is the only time you go for Hasty is if Wilson does have to miss time. 
for his knee flaring up. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd agree with Rome other than that. Uh, first defense here, these are both going to be streamers, but I'll touch on the second one a little bit more in depth when we get there. But the first one's Carolina. Did I say sleepers? I meant streamers. Um, they're playing Atlanta. Atlanta's been bad. Carolina's defense has been solid. Now, they're, they've had two down weeks against Washington and Miami. Um, but then they're coming off a bye this week. So hopefully they got to some time to, you know, recuperate, get get um, a nice game plan going. And as we all know, Atlanta has been nothing to be concerned about this year. The second one, though, Green Bay Packers also coming off a bye, playing against Chicago. Now here's what I wanted to touch on. They are the 12, number 12 defense overall on the season. Carolina's number 13, so they're right there also. But if you're looking at a defense that you could kind of stash, they're playing Baltimore, who hasn't looked great recently, Cleveland, who hasn't looked great recently, Minnesota, who just lost to Detroit, and then Detroit in the playoffs. And now they may not get the most points against a team like Minnesota, but you know they've had eight points against Kansas City, seven points against Arizona, two of the best offenses in the league. So they're still getting some points out of them, right? So I think yeah. that... Not that you would want to play them on all those matchups, but if if you grab them now and the streaming options are limited in the weeks for the playoffs, they're not the worst defense to grab now and have to hold on to. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I uh, For those reasons, that's actually why I picked up Green Bay last week in our home league because I saw that their upcoming games looked pretty good. And I was like, cool. Like, especially, man, like, Give me that slumping, shitty Lamar Jackson in two weeks. Like, I'll gladly take that. And then Chicago, God, like, who even knows what's going on in their offense. So, they, you know, Green Bay might very well be, especially with New England on the bye, they're they're going to probably be a top six defense this week, you know. You know who else I think would be a good streaming defense that you could pick up this week, not play him, and play him for the playoffs? Dolphins. Number seven season, number seven defense of the of the season, playing the Jets, the Saints, the Titans, and the Patriots. Now the Titans and the Patriots are two tougher matchups for the last two weeks of the playoffs, but they typically don't score a lot of football in a lot of football games. They just win. You know Tennessee, you know they used to score a lot when they had Derrick Henry, and they're still capable of scoring a lot, but it's not the same show it used to be with Henry there. And the Patriots yeah, just, totally. you know, Patriots win by with defense in, in a somewhat formidable offense. So I think that's also a pretty favorable playoff matchup there as well. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Now they're probably less available, but they're going to be available out there in some leagues. You know, I, I was trying to look through quarterbacks to see if there's anybody that interests me in terms of streaming options, and there really isn't. Taysom Hill, maybe they're taking on the Jets. Um. But with a hurt finger, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with that. I mean, maybe possibly take another chance on rolling the dice with Cam Newton against Atlanta. Um, the only problem is Cam Newton got benched the last time he played. So, um, and then who knows? Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, taking on Cincinnati, who just got absolutely torched by the Chargers. So uh, Rome's laughing over there, but and I know it's because you're just so hurt. But they might be getting Debo back. Yeah, I mean, it's not laughing. It's just that was more like a, uh, no, don't do that. I'm telling you, right. you know what scares me with San Francisco? They had an opportunity to win that game, 
and Kyle Shanahan. Who? Why, why are you looking for Trent Sherfield to win the fucking game? Why aren't you looking for Kittle, Ayuk, or any of these other guys, but they try to th- punch the ball into Sherfield and goddamn lose? This is what I've been questioning all year, which is the coaching and and the uh, good old John Lynch. Is it possible but that... That's for another podcast. Is it possible that Kyle Shanahan's not as good as we thought he is? Like, he, maybe he's better off... very possible. He's better off being like an OC versus a head coach. I'm going to say yes. 100%. I, here's the thing. I, I read this in an article, so this is not my own statement, but it made perfect sense. Is we've had we've seen enough of Shanahan as a head coach to say that the anomaly was the year he was good, not the year he was average. Because now we have what was is this his fourth year in San Francisco? Uh-huh. He's had one good year yes. and three average years. Uh-huh. He's kind of seemed like an average head coach and, and some know. bad. Like, granted, he's had to deal with injuries, but a lot of teams deal with injuries, and, you know, it's not really an excuse to to do to do poor in all contexts, I guess you could say. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up for the evening. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. No, I'm That's good. Okay. I'm tired. I'm tired. My back hurts. I'm old. But thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate the love and the support. Almost there, guys. You know, keeping it in tight, keeping that butthole tight. So, uh, get us on the socials at Filthy F Ball Show Twitter, Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Email us at Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you. I love you. Good night. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fancy fish. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>